It's a good day to be indigenous. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cup, Hidney Cup, Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Karagi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Uh, we discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, Haley, uh, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You're absolutely right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by Nacti's Four Sisters Farmers Market, which is open every Thursday at 1414 East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis from 11 to 3. Well, it's uh, Wednesday and we have Arvina Martin, Executive Director of Emerge Wisconsin. And we are always blessed to have Arvina on and uh, we really love this connection. And right now at this point uh, of the show, it's an all Ho-Chunk show and we really appreciate you. A sad day here in Turtle Island, Arvina. Uh, welcome to Native Roots Radio. Yeah, thank you for having me, Robert and Haley. Um, I, you know, I always love to be on on our Ho Chunk Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yes, here in Wisconsin, you know, folks woke up to the news this morning of the passing of all around force of nature, Ada Deer, um, who was Menominee, the first um, Native person to be um, uh, appointed to lead the Bureau of um, Indian Affairs. Um, She was also integral in the re-recognition of the Menominee Nation after their status was terminated in the 1950s. Um, And, you know, Breaker of barriers, trailblazer, all of the words that you want to use to describe her, I mean, they're, they're, absolutely appropriate and and apt for her and you know we've we've lost a truly remarkable person and um you know i i'm feel i feel grateful that you know i i've seen her since then but that we were able to celebrate her at the wisconsin um a democrat the democratic party of wisconsin's uh state convention and um during during the general session, as well as during the session for um, the American Indian Caucus, of which I also chair, um, we were able to express our gratitude for all of the work that she's done um, and be able to, we've been able to, you know, let her know that, you know, we're, we're taking, taking on the work that she started um, and that none of the things that we could accomplish could have been accomplished if she hadn't built that solid foundation for native activism here in the U.S. and in, in Wisconsin in particular. So we we all owe her a, a debt of gratitude. And it was it was wonderful earlier this spring or late or earlier this summer to be able to um, convey that to her and and make sure she knew that that the work that she had, she's she's done over her lifetime, her career in her lifetime, um, you know, that we're going to do our best to, to live up to, you know, the, the example that she's provided and, and carry on the work that she started. You know, it's interesting, too. Uh, I, I'm reading something that was put up on Facebook that I shared her. Extraordinary legacy lives on in the world and in all of us. Uh, she was later became a or she was uh one of six Native American women selected by Columbia Pictures for a Hollywood screen test. And this is before oh. she became an activist. I mean, the the onion's unpeeling right now that I had no idea. And uh, our lieutenant governor has given out a statement, and she said uh, Ada Deer was a trailblazer and an auntie who paved the way for so many Native women like me to fight for change and justice. Uh, Losses in this magnitude give impetus to the current leaders to fill in the gaps and continue leading the work that that has been laid by those who came before us. Um, really good words by our lieutenant governor here in Minnesota. Absolutely, and and the sentiment is is, I mean, hundred percent right on. You know, as a 
Native woman involved in political activism and such, you know, we would not be here doing what we're doing now if if she hadn't come and, you know, broke through a lot of those glass ceilings first. Yeah, it definitely. And uh, it's it, it kind of goes hand in hand with what you're doing right now uh, as executive director of Emerge Wisconsin. I mean, you are trailblazing and also uh, remembering these great leaders as you as you fight on. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's I, I'm kind of at a loss for words in a way, um, just because the, the, the loss is so profound. Um, she was a history maker. And and, you know, a lot of people, when they think of of history and native history in the United States are thinking about, you know, those images of the, the West. And they're not thinking of our historical figures that are also contemporary, um, Mm -hmm. like Ada. So, um, you know, it's important that we share about her and the work that she's done because it's just been so pivotal. And 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 absolutely, you know, she fought for the 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 for the folks who've been marginalized in society and you know, continuing to lift those voices is, is a great way to honor her legacy. And we should all work towards that. Absolutely. And uh, to get where we are at right now and to keep moving from where uh, our past leaders have left of Lesta left us uh, is a, a really amazing thing for us to, to grab hold of the baton. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there aren't an, there still aren't enough of us doing the work that needs to be done. Um, there's still a lot of there's still a lot of roles for people of all ages, um, all over Wisconsin, Minnesota, all over the the country, um, and at, well, the planet. Um, there's there's still voices that that are not being heard, and you know when we have and and something I take very very seriously um, is is that when you have kind of a, a podium or you have a platform to um, be able to share information, you bring other people with you. So, Good. you know, that's that I, I you know, when it when I'm at events where there are, say, the governor or the lieutenant governor or any of our electeds, I always make sure to grab kids and have them meet these leaders because it's important for the kids to see you know, these leaders and have it and a kind of that experience and to know that, you know, you can do this kind of work if you want to. Um, there's, there's room for us in all fields and, um, you know, activism is something that anybody can do and everybody should, you know, be able to, to find their voice and, and, and share. And, you know, I, I see my work at Emerge Wisconsin as a, a, a larger way to do that and to make mm-hmm. sure that people's voices are being heard, whether they're native, whether they're, they're black, whether they're white, mm-hmm. um, you know, LGBTQ plus, whatever their gender expression, you know, whatever their story is and what it's, everybody's got their own unique story. And I also maintain that, that when we have policymakers, you know, that, that have different experiences and different backgrounds that, that, we're able to close these institutional blind spots because mm-hmm. I have my blind spots and you all have your blind spots. And if we're all working together, then we can make those blind spots smaller and we can start making sure that, that the work that we do does the most good for the most people um, and, and be inclusive. Right. And I, I, I agree. And it, it's so important and it's daunting too. And that's why we need more of us. Like you, like you were kind of alluding to Arvina is that, you know, the call to action is to, for everybody listening to this show or going and working with Emerge Wisconsin or Emerge United States, things like that. The call to action's out there. And, uh, you know, that old saying, I was uh, wondering why uh, somebody didn't do something, and I realized I was somebody. You know, that's that's one of those things. Arvina, stay with us. i got to ask you a couple things about not only what's happening right now with Emerge Wisconsin, but yeah. there's some weirdness going on across the state about uh, mascot names, and I, I don't know if you've heard about that. But oh, no. There's some, 
there's some uh, uh, petitions out there to bring back the Redskins and bring back the Indians. So we'll have uh, uh, a... Like it's daunting. <laughs> it's daunting. Hey, this is Native Ritz Radio, and we'll be right back after this short break. We are your relatives. We are your relations. Brothers. Sisters. Sons. Daughters. And, and some, some of us are your grandchildren. We are your community. Historically, we held places of honor and respect. Because of the impact of colonization, some of us are rejected, thrown out from family, friends, and community, set up as targets for sexual violence, sex trafficked, humiliated, tortured, and murdered. Everybody has the right to be safe. We are your relatives. Remember, homophobia, homophobia is not traditional. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Be a vaccinative. It's time to come together and talk about the urgent need to stay up to date on COVID-19 vaccinations to protect our heritage, our loved ones, and our future. Throughout history, we have always faced challenges, and today we must protect our culture and loved ones. This is our opportunity to ensure that our tribal gatherings once again resound with joy and celebration where the echoes of our ancestors guide our steps. It's a chance to care for our elders, cherishing their wisdom and stories for generations to come. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. Let us unite, resilient as ever, and show the world the strength of the Native American community. Together, we shape a future where our traditions thrive, our children learn from our ancestors, and our people flourish once more. So be a vaccinative and learn more about staying up to date with your COVID vaccinations at health.state.mn. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. J&S Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. A great work uh, by those leaders all over Turtle Island and really just uh, happy that they've been supporting Native Roots Radio for nearly seven years now that we've been on the air. And uh, uh, one day I'll figure out how to do this job, Haley, and I really appreciate you uh, helping me out as you do daily. (laughs) I'm happy to be here. Yeah, right on. Hey, we're here with Arvina Martin, uh, Executive Director of Merge Wisconsin, and we were just kind of talking a little bit about uh, a passing of a great leader here. But I I want to jump in. Uh, You're taking time right now from your busy schedule, and I want to let everyone know what what are you doing right now uh, that uh, is so important with uh, our community and kind of what we're talking about is uh, I realized I was somebody, and uh, you're really uh, helping out our relatives that want to run for office. Yeah, I, you know, my job at Emerge Wisconsin is to, um, you know, help identify and recruit Native women, not just Native women, um, women and non-binary folks who are comfortable in um, female-centered spaces uh, to come and run for office. We do, we do trainings, um, we, you know, introduce people to stakeholders, um, and they get to learn, uh, learn about how to run a good campaign. I'm going to have a little visitor right here hi (laughs) 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 um that was coda um so uh yeah so that's that's what we do and we we um train we train democratic women how to run for office um you know our not emerge wisconsin but you may be familiar with uh, an emerge new mexico alum by the name of deb holland um and she yeah so she has done um a lot i mean She's done so much, <laughs> but right. she, you know, that was Emerge is one of the places where she got her start and learned how to run campaigns. And, um, you know, it was able to, uh, you know, kind of have that be her, her career and, and again, lift up the voices of Native people. 
Yeah, you know, Deb Holland uh, has a heck of a story, and I might be inaccurate in this description, but I thought I heard that she was, when she ran, she was a single parent, hadn't, didn't know anything about politics, and obviously worked with the Emerge, and then, um, you know, became this uh, uh, unbelievable leader and great uh, native voice for us, our people. Absolutely. And, you know, the training that Emerge gives really helps folks be able to find their voices um, and and be able to to communicate and talk about the issues that are important to them and to, you know, really be able to advocate in an effectual way um, to make change happen, even if they're in office or if they're not. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of things can change um, just based on a political campaign if they won or if they didn't. You know, um, so, you know, just being able to, you know, and, and women and are, are often socialized to be quieter and to not mm -hmm. kind of speak up. Um, and that's not OK. Um, right. We need everybody to be able to find their voice, find what it is, is important to them and what what moves them um, to help contribute to the betterment of their own community in whatever shape or form that may be. Maybe it's your, your school district, maybe it's your state. Um, you know, maybe it's the whole planet. Like they, these are all valid, mm -hmm. um, valid ways to look at it. You know, uh, I, I often ask leaders like yourself and I'm wondering if emerge Wisconsin helps with, uh, our new candidates, uh, balance in life. What does Arvina do to balance her life and take care of her emotional, spiritually, uh, spiritual, mm -hmm. and those those things that really keep us healthy. Yeah, I was actually just kind of talking about this earlier. Um, I am currently at a family immersion camp where we are learning all things Ho Chunk. Um, oh. You know, with language, yeah, language lessons in the morning and then in the afternoons, we have been um, making, you know, learning how to do. Um, our traditional arts and, and crafts and everything. So I've, I've learned how to work on a, so I, and worked on a yarn belt. I'm currently working on a pair of Pache earrings, which is hard, um, but fun. So I feel like I always, I need to have that, that kind of creative outlet and, and having it be connected to, you know, my, Ho-Chunk ancestry and, and who I am as a Ho-Chunk person is really important. I mean, other than that, make staying active, which has been hard because I'm still rehabbing, but, you know, can't wait to get back on skates for real and, <laughs> and play roller derby um, again. So, you know, you've got to, and, and that's a lot of the stuff that we talk about in Emerge is like, what is your, what is going to be, you know, your, your hard like boundaries in terms of, you know, time with your family and time for yourself, because, you know, just like they say, when you are um, on a, an airplane and they say, if the masks fall down, you got to put it on yourself first, you've got to have oxygen, otherwise you can't help anybody else. Um, so you've got to, you've got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself because you, you can't take care of other people if, if you are, struggling um it's it's really hard and again especially for people women who have been socialized to you know self-sacrifice especially mothers um you know who have to it you know it's seen as a virtue to put yourself aside completely to to give yourself to your you know the needs and and wants of your children you know there's nothing wrong with that but there's also nothing wrong with making sure that you're taking care of yourself too Absolutely. Those are such, such good points. And I think uh, the key to life is balance. And I'm still mm -hmm. trying to figure it out because, uh, you know, right now what I do for a living in the radio show and then helping my uh, my my children with the store, these are things I love to do. And, the, and it isn't like mm -hmm. work, but you got to be careful because it is work. <laughs> it is. And making that balance and carving out time for yourself, um, you know, this is I'm, I'm not really working, you know, I'm joining you guys today, but other than that, I'm basically off of work so I can recharge and, you know, prevent burnout. I mean, no matter, even if you love what you do mm -hmm. and you could feel like you could do it 24 seven, you get to the point where you're like, I can't do this. I need a break. 
and, you know, making sure that you have those breaks in whatever forms they may be are, are going to help you be a healthier person, help you do your job better, help you feel better about yourself, help you be a better family member, better friend, all of these things, you know. Um, so it, it's really important. It's really important to do. And it's also important that or people are listening to this or uh, it, it really it it helps uh, when we're all pulling on the same rope. We need more people to reach out. Like I was saying in the last at the end of the last segment, this is what you do and what we talk about daily and, and see our leaders come into our show is daunting because and I mean, it's almost never ending. There's no. You know, we'll never run out of things on Native Roots Radio to talk about yeah, because of what's happening exactly. to us, <laughs> you know. And so it's crazy because we have our MMIW stuff We ha- that's just still happening. Uh, people are shocked to hear when you look at, if you're at a powwow and you look at uh, four women dancing and say uh, four out of, or, you know, three out of four of those women have been sexually abused uh, or abused. Uh, those are things that are still happening in our community, and we need, and, and it's daunting. It really is, and and it can't. I mean, even sometimes that even if you're like a quote native activist, there's still so much under that umbrella that you know. How do you manage all of it? You know, it is it is a big deal. It's why we need different voices with different perspectives who mm-hmm. have been on both sides of of issues or. Um, or ideas. I mean, even thinking about this, the work that I'm, you know, doing this week, which is not really work, but learning culture and, and making sure that, that these, you know, our traditional ways and our traditional arts are still around. Um, we have to have people learn them. And so I'm, you know, trying to do my part to, to make sure I know how to do this so that I can help pass it on as well. And, uh, also, so I can spend less money on buying earrings because I spend a lot of money on earrings. <laughs> well, don't come to, the, don't come to Shakopee's powwow or the state fair because we got some rocking earrings uh, oh, dear. <laughs> in our oh, booth. Dear. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hear you. And, and no, and it's important because, you know, we don't talk about this a lot, but it, we do care about our next seven generations. That's something mm-hmm. that's embedded with. All nations across the country, we talk about our young ones and what we're leaving them, and uh, that's 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 a, a native way, uh, a pan-native way, I could say. But everyone, everyone feels that way too. I mean, even if you watch old episodes of The Simpsons, and uh, Reverend Lovejoy's wife, her big line is, "They what about the children?" Or think of the children, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't think oh. our ways the same as that, though. <laughs> that was a good segue, Arvina. You make our our Wednesdays happen. Uh, I really appreciate you, your energy, and what you do for our people, and what you do for the state of Wisconsin, and what you do for Emerge. This is a big deal uh, for us to have you on our show, and I just want to really, really give you a big pinagigi. Well, another pinagigi right at you for for having me. I love coming on and talking with you all. All right. Hey, Arvina Martin, Emerge, Executive Director of Emerge Wisconsin. We'll be right back. Uh, we got some happenings here. Uh, the rest of the show here. What do we got going, Haley? We have Mickey Brown and Beth Ann Dodds from White Earth Nation coming to join us and talk about the Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative Program. Right on. Hey, we'll be back right after this short break. This is Native Ritz Radio. Stay with us. Affordable, healthy, and culturally appropriate food is accessible right in the heart of the American Indian Cultural Corridor at Four Sisters Farmer's Market. They embrace inclusivity and accessibility at Four Sisters, accepting SNAP and EBT benefits, market bucks, guest produce market bucks, cash, and cards. So enjoy the abundance of fresh food regardless of your payment method at Four Sisters Farmer's Market. Open Thursdays until October from 11 to 3 at 1414 East Franklin Avenue. More at NACD.org and tell them Native Roots Radio sent you. You work hard for every cent you make. 
You have bills and you have goals. Choose a bank that's going to support you along the way. That's Fair Financial Banking. No overdraft fees, no minimum balance. No credit score required. Call 651-262-2173 to talk to a Fair Financial enroller to open your account today. Keep more of your money. That's Fair. Fairfinancial.org. Fair is a program of Prepare Plus Prosper, a nonprofit organization and is not a bank. Banking services are provided by Sunrise Banks and a member FDIC. You hear a lot about Rudy Luther Toyota's hybrid cars, but maybe you're asking yourself, are they worth it? Let me say from experience, absolutely. I have a Toyota Sienna hybrid and the proof is in the gas tank. Before my hybrid, I was filling up my tank once a week. Now it's consistently every two weeks. I did the math and my hybrid is saving me over a thousand dollars every year. And the Toyota hybrids are some of the most stylish and comfortable vehicles you'll ever drive. Now's the time to get a Toyota hybrid. Set up a time to test drive one today at Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Seward Co-op is now offering convenient self-serve and pre-packaged hot options and salad bars at both the Franklin and Friendship stores. Breakfast items available daily until 11 a.m. and brunch served all day every Sunday. Their weekly lunch and dinner menus highlight cuisines from around the world. They offer vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free options daily. 95% of the ingredients used are organic from small-scale local community food producers whenever possible. More at Seward.coop. Hey, it's Tom. Going solar is a great way to save on energy costs. By using the sun to power your house, you can feel good about an investment that will last for years. All Energy Solar is a locally trusted turnkey solar installer that's been around since 2009. They provide custom designs and quality installations of solar panel systems that work for your energy needs. One of the best parts about going solar is it's an investment that can pay for itself. Your system can pay back 100% of the installation cost in as little as eight years. Plus, a system from All Energy Solar can pay back over 300% of its cost over its lifetime. There's also many tax incentives and rebates available, and the experts at All Energy Solar can walk you through the entire process to make sure you're saving as much as possible. So go green, both financially and environmentally, with All Energy Solar. Get a free, no-obligation assessment from All Energy Solar by calling 800-620-3370 or visiting allenergysolar.com. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for showers and storms tonight with a low around 61, Thursday sunny with a high near 76, and Friday sunny with a high around 83. Create unforgettable meals that are sure to impress with vinaigrette. From extra virgin olive oils to balsamic vinegars, fused extra virgin olive oils to white balsamic vinegars and wine vinegars, vinaigrette has it all. Independently owned since 2009, find vinaigrette at 50th and Xerxes in Minneapolis or at vinaigrettemn.com. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is presented in partnership with Little Moments Count. Little Moments Count is a statewide collaborative focused on helping parents and caregivers learn about the importance of brain development in the first Three years of life. Yes, it is. And wow, Beth, uh, Beth Ann Dodds, uh, good to see you again. And uh, I'd like to just read a little bit of your bio here. We got a rock and show here. We have a a, a guest that I uh, that I would like to talk to because of your exciting program. Uh, welcome. I just want to say this quick thing, Beth. You're a manager and facilitator, uh, Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative. And that's a rocking title, and it looks like you have an alumni and a guest uh, on today. Uh, great to see you, Beth. Good to see you too, Robert. Thank you so much for having us again. It's good yeah. to be here. Yeah, it really, it really is. And I think uh, we we talked a little moments uh, count uh, show like once a month, and it's always one of our best shows. And I really appreciate all the. All the support that's given to us and to you about, you know, talking about these great things and initiatives that you guys are, are doing up there. I wonder if you uh, mind uh, introducing uh, our, our other guests, because I think uh, being an alumni of your group is, is kind of uh, really an awesome thing. Oh, I'd love to introduce her. Um, I'd like to welcome Mikey Brown. Mikey is a cohort two graduate of the Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative being implemented in the White Earth Nation. 
Welcome, Mikey. Hey, welcome. Uh, uh, you know, I, I was hoping what we could do, Beth, too, is just maybe do, because we always have new listeners across Turtle Island here, and we're always expanding our reach. I'm wondering if you can just uh, describe a little bit about the initiative, uh, the Parent Leadership Initiative, you know, just recap to our uh, our audience out there. Sure, I'd be happy to. The Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative is currently being implemented in the White Earth Tribal Community. It is a free 22-week program that integrates child development, leadership, democracy skills, and Ojibwe culture into a parent curriculum to empower the parent voice. We have graduated two cohorts. 21 individuals, grandparents, aunties, uncles, parents, foster parents have completed the journey and graduated and are implementing their own programs within the White Earth Tribal community uh, that are helping children and families. Uh, wow, that is uh, just beautiful, and I appreciate you bringing that up again. Mikey, you're on radio. What's going on? I want to ask you how that 22-week uh, uh, journey empower you as a parent leader. Tell us a little bit about that and unmute yourself, please. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Hi. So it helped me identify, like, who I am, like, identity and build confidence. Um. We did a lot of like public speaking practice and we were really reminded of how much of an impact our voice makes and we all come together and work as a team to support each other and motivate one another to do big things and like figure out what changes are in the needed in the community and ways to change them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must be exciting for you as be, being a parent and going through this training and just be reminded uh, things that you might even know in a good way. It's always good to be reminded uh, uh, in that you're doing things right, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'll say, I'll, I'll agree with myself there, Mikey. Oh, <laughs> That was a good question. No, I'm just kidding. Beth, what, 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 what do you think? I mean, it, it, the the cohort training is also a great for people that are are uh, you know doing the right thing. I think, and uh, you guys uh, em- emphasizing that, and also giving them the skills. You know, it, it, that's exactly what it is. It's a we we select the parents within the community that are looking to. Um, share their voice. It isn't often that parents are brought to the tables with those in authority that are making the decisions for our communities. So this program, this initiative, um, is using a civics-based curriculum by the National Parent Leadership Institute, as well as the Indigenous Foundations curriculum. Those two curriculums weave together beautifully to help parents step into the role of a leader by um, teaching them tools on how to use that voice. We, we talk about things like nonverbal communication mm-hmm. and how that can affect you as a, as a speaker and mm-hmm. as a listener in the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, this is designed to bring those parent voices to the table to help create policies, change policies, help create programs that are affecting us directly in the tribal community. Absolutely. Hey, Mikey, uh, what, what tools did you learn as a participant? Uh, tell us a little bit about your journey there and the tools that you learned. Um, we learned... Um, communication skills and like public speaking, um, how to um, identify trauma or like trauma work, how common it is for uh, Indigenous people to go through traumas. And we learned community we built a community of like like like-minded people Mm -hmm. and 
came together and learned how to connect with one another. Yeah. Well, but Beth, how how exciting is it to to see somebody, you know, go through this program uh and f- from the the I believe it's 22 weeks uh journey and how exciting is it for you as a, a facilitator and a project manager uh to see these young ones go through th- this training? I feel like a the big proud auntie mm. <laughs> most of the time. Um, and, and I want to reiterate, they're not all young people. We have Mm -hmm. grandparents, we have, um, individuals that were older than me, younger than me. Um, but we all lent the support to one another as we go through this curriculum. Um, it's a bonding experience. It's a, it's, you have to become vulnerable, um, in order to grow and, uh, the family that is formed with each of these cohorts is um, priceless in in my eyes. Could you give a, a few examples of some community projects? I know uh, of of past uh, past par- participants. I'd be happy to. Um, we have uh, many many uh, active um, projects that are happening currently. Um, Mm. We have Melanie who was on last month. She is doing Now and Zen, which is a mindfulness yoga meditation program for youth. Um, We have uh, Mykonax O'Day, um, which is Turtle's Heart, Turtle's Love, Uh, developed by one of our graduates after she lost her um, 15-year-old son in uh, uh, too soon. Um, She she formed a um, scholarship program at the Bagley High School in honor of him uh, through this work. Um, We have grief support groups. Hygiene kits were created for those entering into a treatment program. Um, mm. We have a culturally based youth group for children ages 13 to 18 in the Rice Lake tribal community. Um, mm. We also have graduates that are working towards policy changing. Um, one of our graduates now sits on the federal SNAP Community Impact Council and is working to help create good policies within SNAP. Um, she is also a member of the Mahabi Atwa uh, Community Action Program. Um, we have a graduate, Ashley. I attended a, an event this morning with her in which she was presenting uh, Aaron's Law, which is a, a child sexual awareness and prevention law that is in effect uh, here in Minnesota, um, she is advocating for that to get passed with the Monoman School Board. Uh, cool. So she presented in front of 100 teachers and administrators this morning to get their support before she wow. goes before the board next next so, month. I wonder, Mikey, do you want to talk a little bit about your uh, your community project? Yes. <laughs> like So I'm really into community development, so I want to... Um, a big need I see is like a lot of people going through traumas at an early age and then it later leading into like a bigger issue by not healing it. So I want to create a community-based alternative mental health and wellness resource that focuses on creating goals and reaching them together, supporting one another to do that, and then creating better role models in our communities for the younger ones to look up to. And I'm hoping this will better our reservation for future generations one step at a time. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are uh, really good goals and uh, a great, great job, Mikey. Uh, Wow. We, uh, Beth, we just can't be more proud of the people that go through your project. Like you said, uh, young ones to the, the ones my age and, uh, you know, 
made me remember uh, our last show when you brought that up. It's just like there's so many different facets that our community can um, can help each other with, and and whatever you're passionate about seems to fit. It really does. It really does. And I couldn't be prouder of what is happening in the White Earth Tribal community and the ripple effect that IPLI is creating. Well, we got to take a quick break here. And I'd like to just talk about the the future of the Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative and and, uh, have you speak your truth there. And really, these are always such good shows. I really appreciate you, Beth. Uh, Beth Dodds, Project Manager, Indigenous Visioning, LLC. We're going to be right back. This is Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake. As we emerge from the shadows of the pandemic, let us celebrate our resilience and embrace the path to a brighter future. While the COVID-19 emergency declaration may be over, our commitment to safety remains stronger than ever. We invite you to stand tall and protect what matters most, our health and the well-being of our loved ones and elders. The power to keep our community safe lies within each one of us. It's important to remember the basics when you're with someone who might be at risk of COVID complications. Wear your mask, wash your hands often, and take an at-home COVID test if you have any symptoms. We are a strong and interconnected community, and together we will emerge from this challenge stronger than ever. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep the spirit of our Native American culture thriving. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. Attention art enthusiasts, experience Laura Youngbird's Indie Wisigindam, My Heart Hurts, a solo exhibition by Laura Youngbird presented by All My Relations Arts this summer. All My Relations Arts aims to foster connections between contemporary American Indian artists, preceding generations, diverse audiences, and the vitality of the American Indian cultural corridor. Laura Youngbird is a talented artist from the Minnesota Chippewa Grand Portage Band that uses the dress as a metaphor to address social issues issues, injustices, and biases. Through mixed media combining drawing, painting, and prints, Laura explores the dress as a powerful symbol in her work, revealing layers of meaning. Her series examines mixed emotions and themes like common threads, loose ends, and vulnerability. And you can see Laura Youngbird's Inde Wisigindam, My Heart Hurts, all summer through September 9th at All My Relations Arts in Minneapolis. Plan your visit and let the moving art speak to your heart. More information at allmyrelationsarts.org. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is in, is supported in partnership with Little Moments Count. You can check out their website and learn more at littlemomentscount.org. Yes, for more information, you can visit at littlemomentscount.org. Hey, uh, Haley, uh, we also have another intro for the last segment. Uh, do you mind uh, uh, a sponsorship to reading that too? This portion of the show is also supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Howl! Just had to get my howl in there, you guys. Uh, welcome back. Hey, we are here with <laughs> Beth and Mike, Mikey. And, uh, you know, I, I'd like to talk about what the future is. And we're talking about the Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative. Beth, um, what does the future look like? Well, you know, parents, they're the ones that understand the issues that affect their home, their children, their family, their community. 
And from that knowledge base, the parents that go through our program, they are addressing the issues that are active in our communities. Um, Our major funder for the last three years, unfortunately, ended. Our grant ended at the end of June. Um, We were the recipients of the Community Solutions Healthy Child Development Grant Program. And that program is unique in that it focuses on improving measures of well-being for children of color, including Native children, prenatal to grade three. So we have 21 graduates. Of those 21 graduates, we have 37 children prenatal to grade three amongst that group of individuals. We have 16 children, grades four to six, 20 children, grades seven to 12. So you can see the impact that is being made. Um, Mm -hmm. Community Solutions Fund grant program has been refunded. Um, We understand that the, um, and I'm going to do a sidebar. Mikey was instrumental in lending her voice to the, um, Senate hearing, Senate Health and Human Services Committee. Mikey, do you want to say a little bit about your experience testifying in front of the Senate? Mikey? Oh, did we miss? Are you there? Did you, can you hear us, Mikey? <laughs> um, Mikey's a little nervous. Yeah, y'all. I testified and, and just gave my three-minute speech, which is a big thing that we've been working on, was our three-minute speech. And I gave that. And that was really like my first time doing the three-minute speech. And I really just wanted to help them continue all the good work that they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, you know, that's courageous, Mikey. It really, really is. And I got to give you a, a big props because it's not easy and it's intimidating and it's places too. You know, Beth, I think that we're not always welcome at. So uh, it it's very scary for all us uh, BIPOC and especially Native people, Beth. And parents, you know, when yeah. is a parent brought to the table to say, how should this change or what can we do better? And the Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative really helps these parents hone those skills to be able to sit at that table with those in authority who make those decisions for us in our community. That's so important. And we just had Arvina Martin on uh, prior to the show and she's with Emerge Wisconsin and there's Emerge Minnesota and these groups that train politicians, uh, women politicians, I should say, to become politicians. And so it's these, these steps, who knows, Mikey might be uh, our next Senator. You know, that's, that's what's exciting about your, what you're doing with these, with these uh, classes and things. Mikey, uh, you, you'd look good in behind one of those chairs listening to people uh, give testimony. I always like to say I can see Mikey being our our tribal chairwoman. Oh, oh uh, they want that per cap, Mikey. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, cool. Jeff. <laughs> I have a question. Do you guys have a website or where, where is the best place to reach your organization? Where should we find you? You can find us at indigenousvisioning.com and click on the project tab, which will bring you to the Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative. You can also find our page on Facebook. Um, that is where you will see all of the fun stories and activities that are going on. Um Still, uh, with all of the alumni, we want to support the alumni and share their stories. And that's a great space for us to do it. Wow. And uh, Beth, if you have any final words, I'd really love to hear them because uh, it's it's you're doing such great work. And I know as a native person, uh, it's always hard for us to talk about our good, the good work. But I just got to say, you're doing great work, Beth, and uh, the whole project uh indigenous vision visioning and uh so 
You have the floor here in the last minute. I'd really like you uh, to uh, speak your truth. I want to encourage everybody to use their voice. Stand up and use your voice. We need you more than ever. We need our parents to speak for the children. And I want to say thank you to you, Robert, for continuing to have us on and share this good work. Mikey, do you have any thoughts? Do you have anything you want to say? Um, <laughs> just thank you, Miigwech. Um, if you see my program out there, sign up for it. There you go. I want to see a lot of change in the community for the better. Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, Mikey, you are having your one of your first groups coming up here soon, correct? Yeah, I'm working. I'm working on scheduling all the first groups because there's seven different groups based by age. So I wanted that to to set like a date for each one to start. Wow. Wonderful. Yeah, definitely. Uh, really great to have you both on, Beth. Always a pleasure. Great work that you do, and uh, to all our community. And uh, really, thank you so much for stopping by. Miigwech, Robert. Mikey, good luck. Great job. Uh, you're a true uh, warrior, and you're going to be a, le- a big leader in the community someday. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah. All right. I just hear Thank Wanda. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> yeah. It, all right. Have a great day. Wow, uh, great program, Haley. We love having those guys on, and uh, and it, it's uh, Lucy who's yelling, not Wanda. Oh yes, Lucy the cat. Yes. What a what a great show today. Uh, really inspiring. Um, a lot of good things happening. A little sad note in the beginning, but you know there was such a great life that uh, that uh, Ms. Deer has done for us and in, in the community and all over. And uh, I, I, again, uh, you know, yeah. Ada Deer was showing us what poss- possible in her drive for change. And so many other native leaders would not have been in the position that uh, the Lieutenant governor is in now. And that's what she said in her, uh, one of the lines in her, um, her uh press release so it it's it's uh it's a sad day but it's a great day you know when we get to be able to talk to this great organization uh and talk to beth and and things like that so i just want to end the show in a good way and if you're listening to the show you are part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops, the ground in which we stand on is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office, and vote. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. And free Leonard Peltier.